Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? have been telling me how deeply tired they are. Not only tired, but intolerant, fed up, dried out. And they feel shame about the sort of jaded resignation they have over the way the world is. And I remind them, as I want to remind you all today, that we are living in times that re-traumatize us over and over and over. because we're living at the end of the wild experiment of patriarchal empire. And for generations, we've been growing more and more fed up, more and more tired. The distance between our truth and our lived experience has grown. And this manufactured comfort that those of us in the developed world have been experienced has allowed us the time and the resources to confront our discomfort. We haven't had to think from one meal to the next, of course some of us have, and some of us are, but in large part, technological advances have made it so that our lives have relative comfort, which has highlighted our discomfort. And that discomfort is the tension between what is real and our lived experience. I've heard people call this cognitive dissonance. When we say one thing and believe something else, or we act one way, but say something else, or we say one rule applies to one situation, but that same rule doesn't apply to a similar situation because that situation is not in our interests. These are all examples of cognitive dissonance where some, where the inner belief structure does not match the outer lived experience. 
or vice versa. And we're tired. We're tired of not knowing what's true. We're tired of not knowing what to expect. We're tired of feeling in our bones, converging crises mounting all around us, while those who are in power downplay or escalate the crises. We're tired of not knowing what kind of world we're sending our children into or how to prepare them. And for those of us who are spiritual, who are healers, which is the bulk of my client base, we are so tired because we glimpse freedom. And we know that it could be a choice that people could live in true liberation, but instead we choose imprisonment. over and over, and we choose to uphold systems that perpetuate imprisonment, religious systems, social systems, that continue to enforce the power over structure, the abusive narcissist cycle. We're addicted to it collectively. And we don't know how to stop. I live in an area that is very politically divided. People put signs in their yards to identify which side of the line they stand on. And they glare over their fences at the enemy on the other side of the fence. And yet I know if a rogue tornado came through my community, those people would rush into each other's homes to help each other, to save each other's children, to save each other's pets. When catastrophe strikes, all of these dividing lines are swept away like the lines in the sand that they are. They're not real. They're fabricated. And they're born of the narcissistic abuse cycle that keeps us always off balance, always unsure of ourselves, always susceptible to gaslighting, And we're tired, tired of being gaslit, tired of not knowing what's real, tired of having our version of reality questioned, shamed, minimized. We are also living in an unprecedented time for technology and trying to navigate relationships in ways that no previous human has had to navigate relationships. 
We all have digital personas now that interface with other digital personas. And through social media and other apps like Discord or any version of digital contact, we develop these sub-personalities that do not reflect all of who we are. And so we manage our day-to-day relationships as humans always have with our neighbors, with our bosses, with our coworkers, with our friends. And then we have this added layer of relationships with people we play online games with or people we are in Facebook groups with or people who follow us on TikTok or the people we follow on Instagram. So there are all these subgroups of relationship that we're managing that is not something the human mind has had to interface with before. And no one really knows how to do this. I was at the farm picking up my CSA this week and a woman said, Aaron, I feel like I know you. I follow you on Facebook. And I don't know her and she doesn't know me. But we feel like we know each other. I love social media. I think it is like a neural network, like the mycelium of the forest. And it needs boundaries, clear intentions, mediation, and I've gotten really good at using the block button. But in large part, I love this new digital world of connection, but it makes me tired because it's not second nature. We don't know how to do this. We have not evolved to communicate in this way. We have evolved to communicate with subtext and body language and acts of service toward one another, washing dishes together, spinning yarn together, snapping peas together while we tell stories and laugh and complain about our partners. But these relationships that are without subtext or very little subtext are two-dimensional in a sense, are requiring different skills from us, which I think we're gaining You know, we are figuring this out, but it's an added level of complexity that we have not evolved to navigate and experience. So we're tired. And We are constantly hearing messages of impending doom and the messages are constantly changing and we're giving something different to worry about every day with no real solutions ever promoted or discussed and so we're tired and it is okay to be tired.
So what I ask myself and what I ask my clients is to truly and deeply acknowledge that fatigue, it is real, it is valuable, it is a message from the self to the self. I am tired, now what? Most of us don't live in a society where resting is encouraged. We have a lot of programming around rest and ease being equated with laziness and not being productive. I talked about this last week, the commodification of our lives. So how do we know how to restore ourselves? This is a really hard question to answer for a lot of people. What is restorative for you? What is an activity, a place, a person that when you leave, you feel more like yourself? That is a restorative practice for you. Is it going to the ocean? Is it reading a fiction book? What makes you feel more like yourself? Like you know who you are and why you're here and what you want. And how can you add more of that back into your life? Living in these times is an endurance sport. Things are not going to get better quickly or easily. In fact, they're going to get much worse. So learning how to care for ourselves in the midst of this change, this transition from one way of being human to another that we're all embarking on is going to be so important for us so that we don't succumb to the version of ourselves that we are when we are tapped out because that version of us is the least compassionate, least hopeful, least creative version of us. And we need our best selves now. And so taking care of ourselves is not selfish. It is training for the endurance sport of modern life. sitting in my garden watching a spider in her web the wind chimes you hear in the background were in my grandmother's house for decades and she moved to a nursing facility and I inherited them and now they remind me of her and they remind me of myself and they remind me of the long line of people to whom I belong. Those kinds of remembrances really help me anchor myself in this story. We can feel so lost in this modern life. All of the pressures, all of the timelines, all of the expectations, it feels so immediate and so urgent. And we can lose track of the reality that we are a thread in a tapestry that's been stretching back for millions of years. 
life adds something to a story that's been unfolding for eons. It's not about just us, just this moment in time. I've said this here before, but my favorite image is to imagine us sitting at the peak of a cresting wave where there's a whole ocean behind us and a whole ocean ahead of us. Our perspective seems limited and finite, but we're really moving at the speed of light through this ocean of experience. My brother's coworker always reminds him to remember that we are on a pale blue dot hurling through space. Every time he's worried about a deadline or about meeting the expectations of a client, his friend will say, pale blue dot. <laughs> These perspective shifts can be really helpful in times when we need a lot of endurance. For one thing, they just shift our biochemistry. When we can move out into the bigger picture, it's soothing to the nervous system. It sends a message to the adrenal glands that they can stop pumping out cortisol for the imminent attack of a tiger. <laughs> that there's a bigger story playing out. We are not in imminent danger in this moment. And conditioning our nervous systems to live in this time of so much stimulation is part of that endurance training. So my message this week is not extremely profound. It's more like a mother's advice. Tighten your scarf if it's winter where you are. Drink lots of water if it's summer where you are. Turn off the screens half an hour before bedtime. Make sure you're eating plenty of good fats and getting enough magnesium. And pick one thing that you know makes you feel more like yourself and do that thing as often as you can. We will get through this together, but it is an endurance sport. For joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to